Oscar Combs here, and I want to put one rumor to rest, once and for all. The story is that Rafferty's goes all out for sports fans. And let me tell you, it's absolutely true. Confirmed. And fans love Rafferty's right back because the food is so terrific. Serve fresh. Serve fast. Serve friendly. Lunch or dinner. Rafferty's menu is jam-packed with all your favorites. Steaks, prime rib, chicken, ribs, delicious dishes and generous sizes that really satisfy the appetite. So come hang with the sports crowd at Rafferty's. It's the tastiest place in town. Oscar Combs, it is another football season, football time in the bluegrass, as Tom Leach likes to tell us, which it seems like he says that in the summertime, too. (laughs) Well, uh, Bo, you know, this is the time of year we look for. July and August, September, it's been miserable. There's just not been anything going on, and Lord knows the Reds haven't given us any reason to be happy this (laughs) summer. So I'm all excited. I think a new season coming up on us, and... For the first time in a long, long, long time, at least going back to Rich Brooks's six, seven, eight, nine run, uh, I think there's a lot to be excited about. I think this is a team this year that may have the most depth of any team for the past 40 years. So I'm excited. Well, I, I think, and we'll, we'll get into this just a little bit more, I, I think prior to the injuries that happened in fall camp, there was a lot of optimism with the fan base. I would say I'm confident in having a successful season for the Cats. Yeah, the, the two key injuries that we had, Doreen Baker was one of them, uh, and uh, Moser was the other one. Uh, you hate to say it was fortunate, but fortunate only because it happened at positions that they've got a lot of depth. It's terrible for the two kids. One of them will get to come back next year. One's a true senior that won't be coming back. But, uh, you know, I – I think they're fortunate they've only had two injuries. Now, what you don't want to have is two or three more here in the first two or three games. But as far as the fans, I think the fans are excited. We've got a we've got a society today that not only is it microwave, they want it served to them and they want you to eat it for them too. So a lot of people don't get to experience traveling through the game, tailgating like they used to. They're thinking more about, oh, man, I've got to get up early for that noon kickoff. and Or I'm not going to get home till 2 o'clock after that 8 o'clock kickoff. And uh, that's just where we're at in society today. Why are you pointing your finger at me? Well, I was, you know, when I was pointing <laughs> one at you, but I was pointing three at myself. <laughs> well, before we get into everything and uh, talk about the 2017 Kentucky Wildcats, uh, we kind of start off with some somber news. Yes, you know, our good friend and a former Wildcat, Talbot Todd, passed away on Sunday. And Talbot was as true blue as any person in the state of Kentucky. Grew up over in Madison County, played at Richmond uh, for the great Roy Kidd at uh, Richmond Madison Model High. And he was known as a Richmond Rocket. Uh, led uh, Richmond Model to a 27-game winning streak in 59-61. And then came to play for Charlie Bradshaw the, from 63-65. to 65. He led the team in interceptions with four as a sophomore. And he uh, secured a game-clinching fumble recovery as Kentucky upset top rank Ole Miss back in 1964. But more importantly, all the years since then, he's been a valuable contributor to the program, always been very involved in community uh, events in uh, Richmond and Lexington both. And he'll be 
sorely missed. Well, we certainly send out our thoughts and prayers to his family on behalf of the Big Blue Nation. Yes, uh, you know, I, I just, uh, he, he had suffered greatly the last couple years, and I'm certain that he's in a better place today. Let's talk about where we've been, where we're at right now under Mark Stoops. Well, let's go back a few years. Let's go back to, uh, let's start out with the Rich Brooks era, since that is who Mitch Barhart brought in after Guy Morse left and went to Baylor. And uh, Rich came in. He, he really had to take the bull by the horn and build literally from the basement up. And his last four years, six, seven, eight, and nine, he had bowl seasons. And uh, he sort of got tired of waiting on them to redo the stadium, put some facilities in, and retired. Uh, plays golf or fish every day. He has a BLT every morning and every night before he goes to bed. And I love the retirement life he's living. But uh, brought in uh, Joker Phillips, who was on the staff. And three years, then it was very evident very, very early on that it wasn't going to work. I mean, it was a square peg in a round hole, as you might say. And so they went out and hired Mark Stoops. I don't think he was necessarily their first choice, but they got him, and it's turned out to be really, really good move. Didn't always look that way. First year, Kentucky finished under him 2-10, and ten, the same as what Joker Phillips had the year before. And then the next year, he went to 5-7, and seven, and that looked, you know, okay. Then the next year, he was 5-7, and seven, but people were grumbling. And they couldn't see the force for the trees, so to speak. Then last year, they lost the first two games, Southern Miss and Florida. And I mean to tell you, the natives were restless. And all, and just gradually, it started peaking, picking up. And finally, you're going into the final game of the regular season. You're 6-5. and five. You played well. You beat a good Mississippi State team on a field goal on the final play of the game, and you're playing Louisville on the road, three touchdown plus underdog, and you beat them on a field goal. And you beat the Heisman Trophy winner. And the Heisman Trophy winner. I don't think you can overstate how valuable that was to that season and the future of Kentucky football under Mark Stoops. It, it allowed them to have another banner recruiting year. Everybody is feeling good. Had they lost... Those two games, Mississippi State and Louisville, they would have been five and seven. We wouldn't be smiling right now as they open up this season. Well, certainly Louisville, Mark Stoops' signature win. Without question. And, and he had a couple others. I mean, you know, we can go back through the years there. Those two five, seven years would have been four, eight had he not beaten South Carolina twice. Right now, if you gave a final grade on Mark Stoops, well, for I, right now, right now. As, as of right now, I would say somewhere between a C plus and a B minus. Uh, had they not lost that game to Southern Miss, which they had well in hand late in the first half. I mean, they were up um, something like three touchdowns and then just didn't get it done in the second half. Had they, had they won that game and been 8-4, and four, they would have been playing in a bigger bowl than what they were. Defense, which is what he came here known for, is just now starting to jail. And I think that's been the biggest surprise the first four years is the defense didn't come along. He replaced his defensive coordinator 
over the uh, last uh, six months. Uh, DJ Elliott is gone, and he promoted Madhouse. And now we're going to see. I, I think you're going to see some things. Defense has a lot of people back. I mean, that was the side of the ball that brought most people back. Still a big key is going to be that interior defensive line. they got to get some sacks. Last year, they only had 18% of the sacks of the defense. they got to do better. If they can do that, the rest of the defense is pretty solid. You talked about Madhouse being promoted. We, we've got some new personnel on this team. Uh, Dean Hood comes in as special teams coach. I'm really anxious to see what happens there. I mean, Dean did a terrific job, I thought, over at Eastern. Uh, and when he come in with special teams, that there's two parts of can three parts of Kentucky's game that's not been solid uh, the last three or four years. And that has been uh, turnovers, fumbles, you know, the defense itself, and uh, punting. And if they get those three cleared up, uh, this could be a solid football team. Let's talk about this team a little bit. Key returning players, obviously quarterback Steven Johnson, Benny Snell, Saheem King, Mike Edwards, Austin McGinnis. Courtney Love, Juice Johnson, but here's the question I have for you. Are we, this year, finally going to see the real Matt Elam? You know, that's a $64 question, and I think there's a lot of people have pretty much just written it off and said, you know, we're no longer going to be concerned there. He's running second on the depth chart as we head into the first game of the season. Uh, There are people, you know, he was really butchered on the SEC network back about a month ago by uh, one of the former Alabama players that's a now analyst on there. Now, he can't reinvent himself in two months. But I've been, I've been hearing he's been working very hard in the, off, uh, in the winter workouts. And, and, and we'll see if he has a good year. That's going to be a bonus. Mark Stoops said in his press conference that he's looking to play 9 to 10 freshmen. How do you see that playing out? Well, uh, you know, good news, bad news. You don't like to see freshmen play. You like to think you've got juniors and seniors there. But at the same time, these kids are so talented. And, of course, uh, one of the positions, Doreen Baker being hurt, is going to open up opportunities for freshmen to come in. Uh, Freshmen's going to give you some exciting plays, and they're going to make some mistakes. That's just the name of the game. But I like to see what he's brought in, particularly the last two to three years. His recruiting has gotten a little better each year. And what you look at, you look at that first year, a lot of those kids are no longer here. Well, your first year, you're getting some people, you're taking some changes, uh, you know, and then your second year, you get a little bit more. And they're right now in the mo. It's a key, again, for this to be a really good season because right now they're having a really good year in recruiting. But it's not a good year until you get to the second week of February. Well, should we go ahead and preview the schedule? Yeah, why not? Well, the Cats started off going to Hattiesburg, Mississippi against Southern Miss, looking to avenge last year's loss at uh, Kroger Field. Last year it was Commonwealth Stadium. I can get away with it, right? You can get away any time you want to. <laughs> How do you see this one playing out on the road for the Cats? Well, you know, Shannon Dawson is still down there. And, you know, Shannon Dawson was a big part of that game last year. Shannon Dawson being the offensive coordinator two years ago for Mark Stoops at Kentucky. And while Kentucky was playing very well the first two quarters, the last type, they just lit it up. But their quarterback is no longer there, you know. And that that kid just literally lit up everybody. So now they're having to go back, and they're actually going to split time with two quarterbacks this year uh, in the game against Kentucky. Sarah. At least that's what their coach says. I think Kentucky's defense 
they don't give up the points they did last year. I, I'm, I'm excited for Benny Snell. I'm excited for King. That's going to be his number two man. Uh, uh, Steven Johnson, it's in his hands. Uh, I think he's going to do a great job. Drew Barker is right there, and that's the real plus for the first time in a long, long time. You've got two quality quarterbacks there. Side by side has been running stride for stride, and you got Gunnar Hoke right behind them and a, and a couple more. So I, I like that kind of setup. I want to see them throw the ball some to Conrad this year, the tight end. They haven't been doing that. Uh, if they can get that, uh, the, uh, the offensive line should be a strength for Kentucky this year. Uh, uh, I, I didn't. If they go there and lay an egg, I might be one out throwing eggs the next morning. But I think I think and it's, not on the skillet and not on the skillet. You mentioned Drew Barker. What are, what are your expectations for him this season? Well, you know we don't get to see the guys practice, but I know that he's put in one hundred and ten percent. I would like to see him get some reps if the game is in control in the last tape from the first game. Uh, I, I just think it's it's a plus. I don't want to see anybody get hurt, but with either one of them, I think they're in pretty good hands. And last year, when Stephen had to take over there early in the season, I mean, all the weight in the world was on his shoulders. And, you know, he laid the ball on the ground a few times. But at the end of the day, I mean, he just his heart was just 110%. And, you know, it, it's, it's, it's going to be a fun year with that. But for this first game, you know, Kentucky's a 10.5-point favorite. I think they're going to do better than that. I, I like Kentucky. 38 to 21. September 9th, the Cats come for the home opener at Kroger Field against the Eastern Kentucky Colonels. And it was two years ago where Mark Stoops uh, had the Cats on the uh, ropes in that overtime victory. You know, that that was just that was that was one of those games really Kentucky should not have won. Eastern outplayed Kentucky all the way down to the last play. And uh, Kentucky were fortunate enough. Sometimes you win games you're not supposed to, and sometimes you lose games you're supposed to win. But that was a game that uh, they that Stoops really, really needed because he loses that game instead of it being a five, seven years to four, eight year. No problem with Eastern. 50-21, as great as this defense could be, and I'm not saying great as in top 10 or 15 in the nation, but a, a top 30 defense. Uh, and, and a lot of my predictions here, I'm – I'm not treating them very kindly. I'm, I'm giving these opponents some higher scores than what I should. But, again, the key factor is going to be turnovers. They had over 20 last year, and they were, I mean, one of the worst 20 teams in the country in turnover ratio. You can get away with turnovers on offense if your defense gives them back to you. Defense didn't give it back to them last year. But Eastern, I like 50-21. And we look for the Cats going 2-0 and as they head into South Carolina. I'd feel really good about this game if it wasn't for the fact that Kentucky has already beat South Carolina three times in a row and four in the last six, seven years. In fact, two years ago, they helped grease the uh, rail out of town for Steve Spurrier. He coached one more game against LSU and then quit in the middle of the season. Uh, when you're beating a team like South Carolina three years in a row and you're going for a fourth one, I, I'd have to think the South Carolina Gamecocks will be fired up for this game, particularly with the Heat already being turned up on Muschamp. I think Kentucky has it almost as much talent as South Carolina, depth-wise maybe a tad behind. I think it'll be a really, really good game. But it's just difficult for me to see Kentucky winning four in a row down there. It would be great if they could, but I expect that to be a 
a, a field goal type game, and, and I'm, I'm I'm picking South Carolina 27-23. Talent level, do you how, how do you feel Kentucky stacks up with South Carolina? Well, uh, you know, offensively, I think they stack up very well. We're going to see about the defense, but you know, Muschamp uh, is telling everybody this is going to be their year. They're going to get things turned around. Uh, we'll see. And the Cats will come back to Kroger Field September 23rd. And this game has been marked on the uh, on the schedule for the fans as uh, one of these games to go to, definitely get to as they take on the Florida Gators. Well, we've been saying this for how long now? <laughs> Too long. You know, since, Too the long. Mid, since the mid-'80s. Uh, you know, I mean, Florida continues to win the SEC East. They don't get much respect for it. Uh, the SEC East has been down, quite frankly, for several years. Missouri come in and won the first two years. They came into the SEC East. Tennessee has been down. Georgia's sort of been so-so. South Carolina's been down. And so uh, Florida's not had much competition. But, again, I I think this is going to be a a really good uh, change for Kentucky to play well. But Florida's defense may be one of the top three or four in the nation. And I think it's going to be very, very difficult for them to score a lot. Now, by the same token, I don't think Florida's going to necessarily light up the scoreboard. Uh, but until Kentucky finally wins one of these, you know, I'm going to have to go with, with the champ. And uh, Florida, 20-10. to 10, um, I'd like to see them be able to score 14 or 17, but I think it's going to be difficult. And the streak will continue at 32. Yeah, yes. And the Cats will continue their homestand against Eastern Michigan. Well, this is one of those trap games if you if you want to look for a trap game. I mean, it, this is a money game where you're supposed to win the cupcake games. Kentucky's not really been great at that over the last several years. Uh, I don't think this will be a problem, but you know they're they're going they're going to be either sky high or lower than a snake's belly after that Florida well, game. Well, I, I was thinking, is this a good time to have a non-conference home game? Well, uh, you know, you got to have them somewhere. You know, and the next week, uh, the next game after that's going to be Missouri. So, uh, yeah, I, I don't see any problem with that. I, I think Kentucky will not have a great deal of problem with Eastern Michigan. Uh, you know, it's uh, they they've been they were seven and six last year, made a bowl game. They're picked fourth in the MAC West this year, but uh, Kentucky should not struggle with this. And I got Kentucky in this one, uh, winning. Uh, 42 to 20. The Missouri Tigers roll into town. We get back into SEC action. Oscar, are you looking for the first conference win for the Cats with Missouri? Well, that's what you're looking for, but you got to be careful because, you know, they've had a lot of problems out in Missouri the last couple of years, and Kentucky played well out there and won last year. Uh, but uh, they've got a, they've got a, a quarterback, a junior, Drew Locke, who's among the best passers in the SEC. So the defense is going to be tested. If, if, they can, if they can take care of that, you know, uh, I think they'll be okay, but uh, they the Missouri came in the SEC in 13-14 and won the SEC most years. So it's not one you can take for granted, but this is certainly one of those games that you better win if you want to win seven or eight games during the regular season. Protect home turf. October 21st, Kentucky travels to Mississippi State as they take on the Bulldogs in Stark Vegas. This is the one where the Cats narrowly escaped last year. Uh, I tell you what, Mississippi State has been an awfully, awfully good football team the last eight to ten years. Uh, the job that Dan Mullen's done down there has been really, really outstanding. I'm surprised 
that he's not been plucked by somebody else. He's turned down three or four jobs uh, that were much higher paying than Mississippi State, but he fell in love with a place, and he thinks that it's a good marriage, and they will stay with him if there are tough times, and he's produced. Uh, Kentucky was very, very fortunate last year uh, with the field goal that won the game on the last play of the game. It, it'll be a dogfight, uh, no pun intended, <laughs> down in Starkville. I, I think that Kentucky is going to pull this out. I think it's going to go right down to the wire. Uh, wouldn't surprise me to see another field goal situation, but I like Kentucky winning this thing 31-28. to Cats getting the first road win in the SEC against Mississippi State. And uh, late game of heroics again from Austin McGinnis? Well, I don't know about that. I'd like to say <laughs> it's going to be a defensive play. <laughs> Well, and we did talk about turnovers yes, and how huge would that be if it came, if that game came down to a big defensive play by the Cats. October 28th, Tennessee. You know, we, we talk about this every year. A key to this game, Bo Matt very will be what kind of record Tennessee has coming into this game. Uh, the Heat's been turned up on Butch Jones at Tennessee by the fans. They were 9-4 last year, but eh, it was an ugly 9-4 at the end of the season. If they come in to Lexington and they've lost a couple, three big games, I think this is the time Kentucky might catch them. I, I've been so wrong on this so many times, I'm afraid to say anything. I didn't even think they'd win the year that they did win. I mean, who would with Matt Roark back there taking snaps, you know. But the defense turned it up in that game, and the opportune came to, to score enough to win it. Uh, this year, Kentucky's got more ammunition. If uh, Tennessee lost a lot of players last year, lost their quarterback, if if they come up here with one or two losses at that stage, then it might not happen. But if they've got three or four losses and they're wobbling a little bit, Kentucky could deliver the knockout punch. Mm-hmm. I, I just think that Kentucky's defense is going to need to do a really, really good job. And uh, the offense got to score some points. I'm going to go out on a limb because I'm predicting a pretty good record this year. I like Kentucky winning this game, and it's going to be a nail-biter, 31 to 30. That's what I like to hear on Halloween weekend, the Cats beating Tennessee. I love that. Ole Miss, November 4th. Uh, Probably the best trap game or the worst trap game in there for uh, Kentucky. They're, They're sitting there. They've got Ole Miss and Vandy right before Georgia and Louisville and after the Tennessee game particularly if it should be a win they're going to be strutting pretty high and uh, they're going to play Ole Miss and uh, and Vandy and uh, Ole Miss is in doldrums you don't know who the coach is going to be they're getting ready to go on they're getting ready to go to the jailhouse for maybe 40 years and you got to wonder if their players will quit on them before the end of the season. They're not going to be in postseason bowl for Ole Miss this year, regardless of the record. Uh, the fact that they're in this mode of not knowing what's going to happen in the future is good for Kentucky, in my opinion. I expect Kentucky uh, to win this. It may be closer than what some people think. It'll be interesting to see what the two teams' record are at that time and how the Las Vegas boys uh, see it. But um, I like Kentucky 30-21. 
Let's talk about Ole Miss and that situation real quick. How bad is it down there? Well, it, it's terrible because each week something new pops out that the masses didn't know about before. Now, anytime you have investigations of what's going on with these schools, a lot of these places, the AD, the coach, well, I didn't know what was going on. I mean, I was just as blind as you were. You know, I surely thought they'd tell me, well, that's a lot of BS. You know, they're trying to save their jobs. I mean, if I'm making a million or eight million a year, I'll probably tell a lie too, too. So when you get down to it, Ole Miss uh, won't even be through the process during this season. This all happened after the season. And what happens, it starts having a snowball effect like an avalanche. And at some point in time, particularly the seniors on team, just quit. Hey, just let me get out of here. You know, get on with the rest of my life. Uh, That could be a factor there. And, of course, that would be in Kentucky's favor. The Cats hit the road against the Vanderbilt Commodores November 11th. Oscar? Well, you know, that's one of those now when you get down there, if they're winning and playing good, Vanny has always played Kentucky stuff. I mean, look at the record. You know, Kentucky and Vanny, people think Kentucky always beats Vanny. Overall, uh, uh, all-time series is right there just pretty much a toss-up. I mean, Vanny's led it for a lot. And you can't go to Nashville thinking you just come home. I mean, we've seen – well, one, in fact, I would probably make an argument that Mark Stoops' worst game at Kentucky in his career was a 40 to nothing slacking by Vanderbilt in 2013. Um, so, you, you can't – they're going to the, – there's a lot of people think they're going to be very, very difficult this year like they were under James Franklin. Uh, I still like Kentucky in it, but again, I think it's going to be a close game, 21-17. And the Cats will continue on the road against Georgia November 18th. Oh, boy. Uh, if, if, if I'm accurate to this point, which I probably won't be, but if I'm accurate to this point, they're 8-2. and two. If they're 8-2, and two, at that point, I will change my prediction from what I'm given today. I think Georgia's probably going to win the SEC East this year. They're going to come into that game with perhaps one loss, maybe none, but probably one. So uh, this may be a trap game for Georgia because they're going to be coming off the Auburn game, which is an arch rival for them, getting ready to get ready for a bigger arch rival the following game, the season finale with Georgia Tech. So they could be looking past Kentucky for them. Um, I'm, I'm going to predict uh, Georgia 27 to 14. They just got so many athletes. But come that week, if Kentucky's sitting at eight and two, and Georgia's sitting at nine and one or ten and zero, I might change my mind. We may need to do another podcast. For we that. may do that. <laughs> And then the season finale against the Louisville Cardinals here in Lexington. Well, uh, Kentucky Kentucky got the win they needed for Mark Stoops last year in Louisville. Louisville comes back, uh, a lot of talent. They lost a lot of people. They got a lot of talent come back. Lamar Jackson, the Heisman Trophy winner, is back. And I'm sure everybody from Lamar Jackson to Bobby Petrino to the players and the fans – I don't care. You can talk about Florida State. You can talk about Clemson. You can talk about uh, Wakey Leaks, Wake Force. The game on Lowell's schedule this year will be to get revenge on that. 
and and I I think Louisville will probably be a eight or ten point favorite, and it's going to be a lot of fun. But I'm afraid to end. It's going to be thirty-one to thirty. Oh come on, come on! Where's your confidence at? Can we? Could you change that in the middle of the season? Well, like I said, you get down to the last two. If they're eight and two going in the last two, I'll change one of those last two. I promise you. Eight, Final prediction. Eight four. Eight and four. On eight the four. Cats. Uh, I, I think the two key games to bring me to eight and four uh, were South Carolina and Mississippi State. I think you could pick either one of them as mm-hmm. an upset. Right. And then the other thing is among Florida, Georgia, and Tennessee. You want to at least get one of those three. And yet now, that's that means you can't stumble along the way. You can't turn around and just, you know, forget to show up on anyone. I mean, other than other than EKU and Eastern Michigan, there's not a game on here that Kentucky couldn't lose if they didn't show. Even Southern Miss Saturday. So they've got to be now on the on the flip side of all this. This team ought to be sky high right now. They've not only got a renovated stadium, but they walked into that new football facility over the past since last fall. Mm-hmm. And that football facility, if that don't make you want to play hard and get ready physically in the right frame of mind and, and do the extra workouts, nothing will. Oscar, final prediction: eight and four on the season. Can the Cats be competitive this season in the SEC? I think they can certainly be competitive in the SEC East. Uh, whether they finish, I think they could finish as high as third. Uh, they could finish as low as fifth or sixth. But I, I like I like where they're at this year. It's important this year, Bo, because some of these clubs are going to start climbing the ladder back. You know, South Carolina is going to climb the ladder back. Georgia is going to be a little bit better. Missouri is going to be a lot better in the next couple of years than they have been the last two. Vanny is going to come up. I mean, you look at it, if you, if you don't keep up, keep step with everybody, you're always moving. You're either moving up or down. You don't stay the same. I know there's been a concern about season ticket sales this year. We get a couple of good wins. How's this going to help out? Well, first of all, I think people are overreacting to the issue of season tickets there's been a phenomenon going on now for the better part of 10 or 15 years it started with the great american ballpark in cincinnati well it didn't start with them but they were the one locally that started it here uh when they replaced riverfront stadium they jacked the prices up almost 50 percent basically what they said is we're not really interested in a couple buying a season ticket rather than having twenty-five thousand people or 20,000 people buying season tickets come to singing. We want 75,000 buying mini season You know, you never heard the word mini season ticket plan 15 years ago. Mini package, yeah. Mini package. And they're starting to price the tickets according to the opposition. So I think the key is how many people is there on a given day? You know, there, there, there are just a lot of people saying, you know, I don't want to go to seven games. I don't want to go to this game or that game. Uh, what you do when you got an Eastern Michigan game and nobody wants to go, you just lower the price down to $10. Now there'll be some people who want to come just to have good experience. I'm more interested in seeing the numbers each individual game. Now, I'm not too high on these schools giving you accurate numbers when they publish them at the end of the game, mm-hmm. but you get the old eye test. If they get out and they win and play well, without question, a lot of people now like to stay home and watch on their big screen. Go out back next to the pool, fire up the grill, invite three or four families by, watch it, 
flip on the screen to another game in the middle of it. There's nothing you can do about that. That's America today. An 8-4 and four record, get to a bowl game, a bowl win. I'm not going to ask you to predict any bowl. I'm not into way too early bowl predictions. But what would this do for Mark Stoops' tenure at Kentucky? Well, it'd, it'd do great. But before I get to that, let's just remind everybody that our podcast that we did all last year is going to be returning week after next. We'll have a weekly podcast with some UK personality, former player stuff, so be looking for that. As far as what it's going to do for Kentucky and recruiting in particular, if they can go 8-4, and four, they're going to get a pretty good bow. Uh, it won't be a necessary a New Year's Day bow. There's always the option of maybe of the Outback bow. But if they could go 8-4, and four, particularly if they really blew it open and went 9-3, and three. but this is going to be a very important year for Mark Stoops. Now, Having said that, I don't know where I want him to go nine and three or not. I might just want him to go eight and four. If he goes nine and three, uh, going to be a lot of a lot uh, of talk. There's going to be a lot of talk. There's going to be a, quite a few schools looking for a new coach who may come calling because they're going to look at it and say, oh, "Let's see what this guy did at Kentucky." Well, first year two ten and five seven five seven seven five. Wow, nine three. Man, you can do that at Kentucky. We can use you. And you know what? I'd like to face that situation. (laughs) Oscar, it's the Cats and the Southern Miss Golden Eagles. Golden Eagles. Golden Eagles, 4 o'clock down in Hattiesburg, the season opener for the Kentucky Wildcats. What time's dinner? Uh, Dinner will probably be, let's say, about 7-ish. 7-ish? I'll see you then. All right. Have a good one.